Hello chaps, this is Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com. Today we have two of British's best battling it out on the felt. Let's get right to it. We have two of the biggest winners from England battling it out, playing a high stakes cash game. This is 100-200 with a $500 straddle, okay? We are going to be focusing today on Sam Trickett. He has $21 million in live tournament earnings. An absolute crusher. He's been around for forever. And his opponent is Paul Newey. This guy here taking a nap. Paul Newey has over $5 million in live tournament earnings. I played with him a decent amount. He'll get in there and battle, but when all the money goes in, he tends to want to have the nuts, at least in my experience. Let's go ahead and get right to it. Right. The book is very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just poetry. It's, 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 it's well written. It's a good book. Yeah, he was my, um... There's a good book they're clearly talking about. Um, Secrets of Professional Tournament Poker. My new book. Check it out at dnbpoker.com. All right. In this hand, we have Paul raising it up in the hijack to 1,500 pounds. Pounds are worth more than dollars. Uh, we are playing very, very deep stacked here. About 200,000 pounds deep. So let's do some math. Can we figure this out? Let me know if I get it wrong in the comments. There are 200,000 deep, 500 effective big blind. That is 400 big blinds deep. Okay. I will venture to say that while, you know, sets are pretty good if you're playing 100 or 200 big blinds deep, but if you actually get in like 400 big blinds, sometimes it's not in great shape. So you have to be a little bit cautious with small pairs. That said, whatever, he raises it up. Yeah. Jamie Gold. Oh, yeah. Jamie Gold was your the poker way, hero. The way he won that World Series. You mean like with the speech play and stuff yeah. like that? All right, so it's a little bit hard to follow here. Paul raises, Sam calls in the cutoff with a mystery hand. Small blind calls and under the gun calls as well. Ace four offsuit in a straddle game. Remember, he has to put in a thousand more to win a pot. That's going to be like six thousand. I'm not going to say this is a fold, but this very easily could be a fold. Maybe a three bet bluff, but you have to be careful with these big or ace ace x offsuit with the uh, little card ace x like the little low x because you are going to be super dominated. So I'm not going to say you have to fold this, but it's at least a consideration with ace four offsuit. Anyway, let's get to it. Let's see what happens on the flop. And yeah, the way he lost the money. I was in awe of that. I mean, at the time, I was just like, wow. He did get a lot. He, he, he did talk. He, one, yeah, no, so he did talk his way into it. He did talk people into ridiculous calls. It's fun listening to British people speak. Shout out to all the British people in the chat. Let me know if you're here. <laughs> Feel free to leave a comment. I can understand what you're saying half the time. I apologize. I'm a silly American here. You probably can't understand me either. All right, flop comes. Six, three, two. We see that Sam Trickett has the pocket sevens. All right, so small blind goes first. Ace, queen. Seems like an easy check. Alex with the gut shot. Could conceivably lead. Like if someone's going to connect with this board, six, three, two. It's probably going to be the big blind, and leading with a gut shot, I guess, is reasonable. That said, checking's pretty fine. And then over to Paul. Paul has an easy bet with this hand before we even see what he does. Uh, whenever you flop a set in a multi-way pot, you usually do not want to be slow playing, especially if you have no reason to believe the player yet to act and the cutoff is going to be overly aggressive. That said, Sam Trinket is pretty aggressive, so... I'm not going to say he's going to bet here with like 9-8 suited or queen-jack suited, but if he does have anything decent, he's going to bet. But if he has something decent, he's just going to call your bet anyway. So here when you have pocket threes, you really want to bet to give one of the players in the blinds the opportunity to put in a check raise in a scenario where this board should be good for their range in a spot where Paul just knows he's literally never folding. All right, let's take a look and see what happens. 5-5 five, five and 
for win last year. Check. Alex is considering it. Checks. Over to Paul. Instantly checks. Oh, Paul. I know it feels fun and exciting to get tricky and try to get someone like Sam Trickett, the loose, aggressive battler, to blast off, but I don't think that is ideal. I actually have a continuation betting quiz that you should check out. See if you can get eight or more correct. Check it out at pokercoaching.com slash cbetquiz. I'll tell you a little secret. Multi-way pots, when you have a good hand, almost last to act, you just want to bet because you really want to get money in the pot. Anyway, over to Sam. Let's see what he does. I'm sure he's going to bet his sevens, like I said. He's loose and aggressive. Paul does get the bet. Ace-queen obviously folds. Ace-four offsuit. Like, I wouldn't hate a raise here. If you told me he wanted to put in a raise, I think that's very reasonable with the gut shot. Um, the reason I like raising in this scenario is that if he does check raise and gets an ace on the turn, it's pretty likely to be good. If he gets a five, obviously a straight's very good. Um, I mean, he can't realistically bluff turns like king, queen, jack, etc. But I still think it would be quite nice to go for the raise in this scenario. Just because big blind, well, straddle in this scenario is going to have a whole lot of 5-4. Sam could have it, but, you know, you have a four, so you block that. So it seems like a pretty good spot to go for it. Definitely not folding. He does opt to call the ace four. Dealer presumed Paul knew he had folded already. <laughs> Over to Paul Newey. I mean, I would just put in the raise. It's an annoying spot because, like, see, this is what's going to happen sometimes where when you check these pocket threes, if you now check raise, what do you think is going to happen? Well, your opponents are going to fold a lot, right? And that's not ideal. Or they're going to, like, put you on aces and only get their money when they can beat aces. But I hate to break it to you. If they can beat aces, threes are okay, but they lose to the very obvious 5-4. So what would you actually do in this scenario? I want you to take a second to think about this. If you decided to get tricky and check your set on the flop into loose aggressive Sam Trickett, who you expect to bluff a little too often. Now you get a bet, 3,000, about half pot, and a call from the straddle. What would we do? You're obviously not folding. So in this scenario, would you call and continue to slow play? Would you put in a small raise, so let's say 7,000, a little bit bigger than a min raise? Would you put in a medium raise to something like 10,000? Or would you put in a big raise to something like 15,000? I want you to pause the video and take a second to consider this and write in the comment section below what you would do. All right, like I said, if I opted, well, first off, I would never, I would never check this flop with the pocket threes. I would just always bet. If I did opt to check, expecting Sam to be betting way too frequently, if it was heads up, I would definitely call and continue slow playing, especially if you have the image of Paul Newey as someone who's like generally tight, generally in line. Because when you check raise here, you're basically saying, I have a really, really, really good hand. Or if I am bluffing, it's going to be with something like King 5 backdoor flush draw that has a decent amount of equity against pretty much everything. So it's a scenario where you have to expect Sam, whose range should probably be a little bit too wide just to fold a lot. Um, so if it was heads up, I think I just like continuing to slow play. But again, that's not really what you're going for because your hand is kind of face up as something that's a marginal made hand. And who knows if Sam's going to try to bluff you off that or not on the turn in the river. Now that it's multi-way though, when it goes bet and call, you have to presume Alex in the straddle has something. So what is something? Something in this scenario that makes logical sense is going to be something like top pair. Some of which are drawing dead. Some of which are drawing to a gut shot. A lot of which are actually drawn to a gut shot. Um, or he's going to have some sort of like overpair or just a float with something like 
queen jack of hearts that decided to stick around a little bit loose. Um, I have to presume, though, that he's going to have a lot of gut shots in this spot, like he does. So for that reason, I think you just want to go ahead and put in a raise because you don't really want to let the gut shots see the turn. And, you know, if Sam does have something, you're in okay shape, right? Like, say he does have a hand like he has pocket sevens, he's probably not going to fold too often. Although, uh, to be fair, if he, if he thinks Paul's is uh, reasonably straightforward, or like straightforward, like tight as I do, to where Paul just doesn't put in a ton of chips without a premium hand, I think sevens is conceivably a fold in this scenario, especially if Alex is ever trapping. Anyway, let's see what Paul opts to do. Thanks to Party Poker for letting us use this hand, by the way. Check out their YouTube channel at youtube.com slash partypokerlive. Paul does opt to slow play, which, you know, sure. And the turn is a disaster. A stone disaster because it brings a seven, giving Sam Trickett a better set. Didn't even talk about that. Sometimes when your opponent is value betting a hand like sevens, eights, nines, tens, jacks, they're just going to spike on you. Or if they do have sevens, eights, nines, tens, jacks, and the turn is, let's say, an ace or a king or a queen, now they're not going to pay you. Or they're not going to pay you all that much, right? So don't slow play. Slow playing is bad multi-way. All right, let's take a look at what's going to happen now. Paul snap checks. Before he was... Look at that camera angle. That's really fantastic. Win, you know. Paul snap check here as if he has something like an overpair or ace high. I, I mean, I think if you are going to be playing it like this, make sure you are also checking kind of quickly in general. You don't want to make sure that your snap check, or you want to make sure your snap checks are not always the nuts. You will find this timing tell among some people where they kind of him and haul whenever they have a non-premium hand. And then they have a premium hand, they're like, check, check, please bet. I really want you made the final end. If I was in Sam's shoes, I would definitely bet here. You do not want to slow play. You just want to keep betting and hope your opponents have something. Pot's 15,000. I would probably go on the bigger side here, especially given... I know Sam probably has a decent amount of bluffs in his range in general. The turn brings backdoor diamonds, which you could definitely have. Um, so, yeah, I, I would go pretty big here. I'd probably go something like 12,000. 10,000. He goes 10. Seems good. All right. I'm, I, I only would have gone a little bit bigger because we're playing very, very deep stacked here. If we were shallower stacked, like 100 big blinds, I think smaller was is probably better. But as you get deeper and deeper, you really do want to just use general uh, big sizes in general, especially when you're betting somewhat polarized, as you often will be doing in multi-way pots. And, you know, this hand effectively is the nuts, right? So you want to be betting pretty big just to make sure you give draws poor odds because obviously the big blind and it's, or the straddle Alex in a scenario could easily have backdoor diamonds or a gut shot or something like that. And if Paul does have an overpair, he's just not going to fold to any bet. So he might as well just bet more money. Alex has to fold now. Over to Paul. Does he put in the check raise now? I think it's definitely viable. I mean, so the, the tough thing here is that Paul has played his hand in a way such that he essentially thinks he has the nuts, right? Um, and he has, in his mind, trapped Sam. Here's Paul. Here's Sam. He's effectively trapped Sam for two bets. Do you put in the raise once the board gets kind of draw heavy? I think the answer is probably just yes. And again, like whenever you run into set over set, you run into the straight. It's annoying. You're going to lose. What are you going to do? But um, I think you got to put in the raise. I mean, you want to play a big pot. The only reason I would not raise here is if I thought Sam just had so many garbage bluffs in his range, like queen jack of hearts to the point that I really, really, really wanted to keep him in. Or if I thought Sam would basically always bluff the river with whatever nonsense he had, like say he does have king five of hearts. He's going to bet a turn. And then if he gets to the river with nothing, he's probably going to bet again on the river, right? 
So this is a spot where I definitely think checking is fine. And given I know, or check calling is fine. And the only reason I'm doing that is because I know Sam likes to get in there and battle. I played with him a few times and he will put you in a lot of tough spots. That said, it's not really a tough spot if you have a set. Now is it? So anyway, I think I like slow playing against Sam, but I would check raise against most people. Poker player championship is a 50k, so, you know, if you win the 50k and final table are made, that's incredible. Um, yeah, his final table record is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul does call. Yeah, Woo, River's a six. Paul is doomed. All right, should he lead or should he check? I mean, I would definitely just check here. The problem with leading is that if you lead, as a lot of people do in this scenario because they just want to try to get paid, what's going to call you? Well, Sam almost certainly doesn't have a six because sixes would just check behind on the turn, right? Unless it's like six, five of diamonds. Um, so he probably doesn't have a six, which means he either has a seven, which, you know, he could have eight, seven, nine, seven, et cetera. Uh, those will probably check behind on the river, but will they call a, a lead? Uh, probably. So I guess leading gets some value from those. But in this scenario, I do think Sam's range is going to be wide open, full of busted diamonds, busted any, any backdoor flush draw, um, hands with a five, hands with a four. And you may say, would he ever have a hand with a five or a four preflop? Yes, he would, especially ace five suited, king five suited, stuff like that. So I think you just want to check and give him every opportunity to put in one more bluff. Also, also, if you lead, he's just going to call the six, whereas if, if he does have like six, five of diamonds. But if you do check, and he's going to clearly bet, if you put in a check raise, then he may actually call you. Yeah, yeah. I love that. 27 and a half bets. Paul puts in the lead, though. He really wants to get paid. Look at this face. <laughs> That's probably a WTF face. Uh-huh. I'm sitting here with the literal second nuts. And you leave me. Oh my gosh, what a dream. Here's a bonus question. If you're against someone who you know plays generally straightforward and typically doesn't get too out of line, and all of a sudden they lead for almost the size of the pot into you on the river, 27,000 pounds. <laughs> Do you even raise with the 7-7? Seven, seven? What are they going to call you with? He's not going to call with aces. I mean, Paul's, I got to presume, is going to be the type of player who's going to, if he does lead aces here, is just going to fold if he gets raised. Can you raise with a 7-7? Seven, seven? I think you can, and the reason I think you can is because I think Paul could easily have a 6 suited, 6-5 six, suited, 6-4 six, suited. I think that's possible. And if he does have those, he's probably going to call. Obviously, he could have 3s or 2s every once in a while, that's slow play. He could have 7-6, of course. All those are kind of unlikely whenever Sam has 7-7, seven, seven, but... I, I think you I think you gotta be pretty happy to put in the raise. And the question then becomes how much do we raise? What are we trying to get called by? Well, we're trying to get called by a six or a worse full house. Those will probably call a lot, right? I think the play is all in. Or at least very big. Uh, like I said, we are playing two hundred thousand deep. I believe each player has about thirty mm, four, 40, what am I think? What's what's going on here? Fifteen thousand each in the pot so far. Something like that. Twelve thousand each. So they're both still playing like hundred and ninety two thousand deep. Can you realistically jam for 190 over 27k? 27k? Be a big shove, wouldn't it? Um, maybe you shouldn't go for all in then. If there's ever a player who could get away with a big all in, I think Sam's the type of player who could get away with a big all in and get called by a six or like pocket threes or pocket twos. But I think most people probably just need to go a little bit smaller, like 100, 120, something like that. What a dream spot, huh? Don't be afraid here. Don't just call. Just calling would be a disaster. Do not just call. 
Sometimes you're beat by the six and the six, and that's okay. Don't be afraid of getting stacked, especially when you have the literal second nuts. How much they say? 108. I like the size. Maybe he should have gone all in here. I'm not sure. And look, if you're in Paul's shoes, what a miserable spot. If you think about this logically, what could Sam actually have for value? He probably wouldn't bet the turn with a six. That means he either has seven six, which you lose to. What else? Seven seven. Two two. You beat lose all that besides two two. Would he ever raise a six? He probably wouldn't bet too many a six on the turn, right? Unless it's a six of diamonds, six five diamonds, six four diamonds, eight six of diamonds. Not a lot of combinations of that. And obviously, he's not getting great pot odds in this scenario, right? He has to put in 80 to win a total of 280. Woo! Look at Paul. I don't know if I said this, but I certainly thought this at the top of the video. Paul does not like to pay off without the nuts. Did I say that out loud? I hope I paid that, said that out loud. Mr. Editor, if I said that out loud, go back and reconfirm. He'll get in there and battle, but when all the money goes in, he tends to want to have the nuts... At least in my experience. Well, let's see if he's going to actually find a fold here. I would literally never fold against Sam here. You really going to fold, Paul? I have a problem where I literally never make a big fold on TV. That's not true. I did it just the other day in the U.S. Poker Open. <laughs> I try to not make big folds on TV. Have a drink and consider it. Excuse me. That's a nice hand. That's a nice hand. I can't believe Paul just folded there and saved himself a whole boatload of money. All right, good job, good work. I never would have made that fold. I would have been uh, about 100,000 pounds poorer. So I'm glad I wasn't in that spot. That's going to be it for today. Good luck in your games. Have a great, great week. If you've not checked out my site, check out pokercoaching.com slash free. If you like this, click the like and subscribe buttons below. Also click the notification bell so that you do not miss out on any of the content we are putting out on a very regular basis for you here at youtube.com slash pokercoaching. That's all for today. Bye-bye. Did you know that subscribing to this YouTube channel will increase your poker win rate by 36%? Go ahead, do it. Actually, that was a bluff. You actually have to watch all the content and apply yourself and work hard and put in volume. Sorry about that.